Welcome to Public Safety Talk Radio, the podcast for all of our heroes of public safety, including law enforcement professionals, firefighters, EMTs, corrections officers, healthcare workers, and more. The show is produced by the POCUA and is founded upon its soundness initiative. This episode is sponsored by the finest service organization, a provider of line of duty death loan protection through many of our POCUA institutions. Now for part two of transitioning from public safety. Are you seeing any trends of when when those officers are done, um, whether it is truly legitimate because of critical incidents or mental health, physical health, what have you, um, or they're just spent (laughs) and I'm, I'm done done? Um, are there particular professions that they're looking for, looking at, like uh, rocket scientist, you know, baseball player, rock star, that type of thing? Christina, go ahead. Well, what I hey, no, what, wait, 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 time out. Nobody laughed at that, you know. I, <laughs> the rocket scientist. I, I spend a lot of time trying to tee up these jokes, and, and I expect Aww. tremendous laughter back. So, you know, I'm disappointed. But since you're a Sox fan, I'll let you continue. Go ahead, Christine. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, well, it, here's that's, – that's wonderful that you actually asked that question because it goes along with what Kim was saying. Now, in the past nine months to a year, it's more I have to leave. That's what I'm getting. Calls, in fact, two this morning, to be honest with you. Uh, two, two emails that said, I'm literally, I'm done. I need to leave. Please help. Um, and then there are some, there's 30% that are, 30, 40% that are retiring that are at the 25 to 30 year range that are just retiring. Um, there's, Kim, would you agree? There's more saying, I need to get out. I have a, uh, we have a client out of the East Coast uh, just this week who said, um, my kids were walking to school the other day and uh, were being screamed at and, and elementary school kids were being yelled at and made fun of because they know what I do. They know I'm a police officer. And uh, he goes, I, I can't have that for them. So I need to leave. Uh, so we're seeing a lot of that. And uh, that's why I'm saying it's, it's heartbreaking and exciting. There, there, I would put them in two different categories. And, but a larger part now, Kim, I think you agree, is I need to go. It's just not what I can do anymore. And those are the nine to 15 year range officers. Um, but one of the more important things that I would really like to reach officers to tell them is, uh, I guarantee you, you have qualifications and skill set that does translate into the business market or wherever you want to go into another government agency. You do because you're an officer. So right off the top, you have leadership skills. You know, you, you are intuitive. You are a team player. All these major things that are valued in the business world. But what I want to tell them and what I've had to tell them is don't think you're going to go from a patrol officer with seven years on and two years as a sergeant to a $150,000 a year senior project manager investigative position with a top Fortune 500 company. You won't. There may be uh, uh, an offshoot that might, you know, a one-off that would get that and more power to you. 
But realistically, 99%, you won't do that because corporate is looking, in my experience, corporate's looking for a more rounded, well-rounded person. And if you're coming from a street cop to want to do a senior investigative position, that's not going to happen. You, like Kim had said, you need to have some specific training for that. Um, update your resume or bullet point if you don't have resume, but go get some training. Take a class, get certified. Because if you go for that, there's a X amount of other officers also going for it who have done the extra training, who have gotten their certificate in something. So I don't want to let anyone down. And I've just this week have to have written so many of my, of our clients to say, I don't want to deter you. I'm not a negative person. I'm very idealistic and optimistic, but I have to be honest with you. You're not going to get this job period. You're just not because there's, a hundred other people who have the skill set and the certificates that fit it. While you might be the best person for it and the most eager and the hardest working, you won't even get looked at past the first line of, as Kim mentioned, the robo scans. You know, and I could spin you, I could put all the keywords in, right? But you're not going to because it's it's not the truth. Well, now that you've taken away the hopes of everybody listening or watching right. <laughs> this, this, this particular episode. But I'm a very optimistic person. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Very, very, but, yeah, but, I, but I still have hope for you. I got nothing to work with, but hey, <laughs> there's hope for you, man. Uh, <laughs> getting back to, to the possible hope. Yes. Uh, let's, let's go into Pollyanna mode for just a moment. Sure. Uh, there, there are again, actually getting into realistic mode. Um, there are positions out there, um, oh, yes. espe especially I would think in the small business entrepreneurial world um, that are looking for these skills. You know, where is that alignment uh, where officers that are looking for a transition could and maybe should be looking? Uh let me take this first, Kim, two, two points. Specific skill-setted, if that's a word, positions. It is now. I've just made it a word. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, corporate security, uh, not, not just physical security, um, investigative uh, insurance agents, agencies, large insurance agencies that need uh, investigators. Um, always see those positions. Uh, a, lot, a lot of opportunity in um, a government agency for investigator positions. Um, that seems like a, a more of an easier transition, but if you don't wanna work in government agency because it doesn't pay as well as corporate, which I understand, but it does come with uh, a lot of great benefits that you're not going to get, right? And oftentimes, and Kim, you can say this, you can carry over uh, depending on what agency you go to, you carry over your vacation time or your sick time, you know, it's something to consider. Um, really am positive because I'm looking at my board here and I have 17 officers that just got fantastic jobs in the past six months. And there's nothing more that pleases me. And I save every text and every voicemail from an officer that says, oh my God, I got hired. I'm so happy. It was worth it. You were right. So there is a lot of opportunity, but I guess I caution to just be thoughtful 
in the next step. Don't be scared, but be thoughtful. Um, Kim, go ahead. You, you have a, a, a finer insight than I do on how to make that transition. Well, and I think the other jobs that are really on the market right now are the, and a lot of police officers, especially if you've not done investigations, you wouldn't think of this, but insurance companies love mm -hmm. us because we save them a lot of money. If you have a crash investigation, a collision investigation in your past, and you can go out and investigate a lot of these staged collisions, there's mm -hmm. every insurance company in the world wants you to work for them in their special investigations unit. Um, even if you don't have a, spe a specialty in crash, but to be able to interview people, that's what law enforcement does every single day. We interview people, we read body language. That's why I can't wait to get back out into my real life of interviewing people instead of across Zoom, because <laughs> you don't portray everything about you. We've all taken the nonverbal cue communication courses. That's how we stay alive, is reading what's not being said by the person. Mm -hmm. And so um, getting out and doing those interviews for just about any insurance company, state agency, depends on what you want. The one thing that I remember in the interview with Bank of America that they loved was the fact that here in Washington, the Washington State Patrol is the executive directorship of the fusion program, the Washington State Fusion Center, which every state has at least one, if not two. Some states have three and four. And I was a fusion liaison officer. That, that, it, that They loved the fact that I had the in and the availability to go to a fusion center to get intel because they have so much their footprint is so big with protests and all kinds of other things that getting that terrorism sadly workplace violence now a word from our sponsor the police officers credit union association coming this october 2021 is the public safety business summit in savannah georgia a program specifically created for organizations that serve first responders. What you will experience is a high level of networking and collaboration among like-minded leaders who are in the business of serving first responders. What you won't get are a series of boring lectures with no interactivity, ridiculous golf outings that are only appealing to a few attendees, or a couple of retreaded subjects that you can hear at any credit union league event that are just thrown into the curriculum. We offer an engaging agenda where attendees even help to determine the content during the actual conference based on their unique needs. If you run a business, a credit union, or a nonprofit that specifically serves first responders, then the Public Safety Business Summit is for you. For more information, go to www.policecreditunions.com or call 331 300 9889. We hope to see you in Savannah this fall. There's several positions right now for workplace violence investigations. Um, trying to root out the employees from inside mm -hmm. that are having a bad time and how that's a very yeah. um, mm, that's full of landmines itself, right? How do you accuse somebody of being a possible threat to other employees in your business? Yeah. And or when you when you fire somebody, are you going to have some type of a person with our kind of skill set that can read that body language and go, they're about to blow, right? And a regular civilian isn't going to be able to read that and understand the closed mm -hmm. fists and the color change and all of that. They're not looking for that. They're looking for, okay, you need to sign this page, page three, sign, do this. I got to do my right job for HR. Yeah. Whereas 
you bring somebody in that has a skill set like mine, you're going to be able to know that person is not taking this well. And you probably need to do some follow-up with law enforcement and being able to pick up the phone and say, Hey, this is Kim. I work for company ABC. We just fired this guy. I'm, I'm really concerned about him. We have that. Um, you'll have that relationship because you'll know how to speak to the other law enforcement people and explain to them why you believe as a workplace investigator, this person might be a detriment or come back and harm some of your people. So right. those positions sadly are, are, I've seen those a lot on some of the Indeeds or uh, the LinkedIn sites for some of that stuff. And I know um, that a lot of cops are really, and their agencies don't want them to have social media because they tend to put some pretty ridiculous things out there that cost them their job or at least a pretty good whack of punishment. Mm -hmm. But Indeed is, is different. Indeed is not social media. It's not really spouting your own two cents. It's putting out your resume. And I'm constantly getting job opportunities across my that platform for me because mm -hmm. of what I've put on there. And Christina does a great job of building your LinkedIn. That's the one social media pace that I would say would be great for people to have. Um, mm -hmm. You don't have to put your picture up there, but at least put yourself out there so that you have those opportunities for positions. One of my friends that works for a company um, had somebody reach out to her that was from a Fortune 5 company based here that said, hey, you look like you've got what we want. I want you to come be literally the workplace violence investigator. Um, and she sadly turned it down because she has a great job right now and she's retired law enforcement. But yeah. they had looked at her resume online and gone, I think she's got what we want. And yeah. that, that's, that's where Christina also does a really good job of building that, that LinkedIn profile for you with the key words that when somebody is out there searching for a potential um, new employee, they can just almost mm -hmm. cherry pick them right off that website instead of having to go through the whole dissertation of an application and you know the the bandwidth that it takes for a company to hire somebody new. Yeah. So. Yeah, the LinkedIn is is my favorite social media platform hands down. Um, in fact, I get a lot of guests for public safety talk radio. Speaking of radio, even though I have a face for radio, my picture is on my LinkedIn profile. Um, but yeah, you brought up a great point of uh, the unfortunate world that we live in, uh, that, you, that you need people skilled to look for and deal with potential workplace violence before it actually happens. Um, in fact, you know, I could see a need from the time when I was in corporate America, you know, a, a number of levels below the violence, just somebody that annoys the living shit out of me. I want them to be able to be fired and pushed out of the job just so I don't have to deal with them. Mm -hmm. Are those jobs available? And can we get some law enforcement on that? <laughs> I would love to be able to create that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just uh, you bug the shit out of me. You don't work here anymore. Type of a role, wouldn't that? Wouldn't that be good? Because <laughs> <laughs> if they're bugging you, they're probably bugging twenty other employees. And so, yes, you're not working at your top capacity because you're so worried about getting mad at them. So, true, yeah. 
True, but but the unfortunate fact, which I will admit, I have a lot less patience than most other people. So they they very well may just be bugging me and not the other nineteen people in the workplace. Um, <laughs> getting back, you might be the problem, Ken. See, in that situation, and you know, this is this is why I work in the entrepreneurial world where my boss is myself, and I still annoy myself. So go figure. Um, but <laughs> now that we've identified that I. I am the You're problem. The problem. <laughs> uh, this this actually sounds like a segment I do for branding the experience, which is, am I the jag off? Uh, but anyhow, um, <laughs> true segment. In case that's a check. great that's a great title actually for a book that I'm working on. That's a great uh, chapter. And by the way, jag off is a total Chicago word. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, and I talk about that on branding the experience that it's, it's, it's one of our special words in yeah. Chicago that are, are used for only the yeah. real special people, uh, <laughs> usually in traffic, yeah. uh, but it doesn't just apply to traffic, but I have Pittsburgh friends that want to claim that they are the creator um, of the word jagoff but um, yeah it's it's very it's very possible it's very possible possible if i have the right uh topic uh i might have to have you ladies on that show too and a special am i the jagoff segment i would love to, to show <laughs> there's almost a family feud episode is uh am i the jagoff question <laughs> yeah that's actually hysterical to me Yes. You know, that that could be a whole new business. It could yeah. be, you know, a, a game show, you know, the uh, and, and with with a box tome edition of Am I the Jagoff? I I could see Bob Barker or somebody. Always the entrepreneur, see? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or or that guy that used to do Family Feud that was on that Schwarzenegger yeah. movie. Um anyhow, <laughs> now that we've completely gone yeah. down both a rabbit hole and off the rails, let me try to bring it back as best I can. Uh, <laughs> in, in all seriousness, what are some of the mistakes that you see with uh, po not just police officers, but first responders in general, um, trying to transition from a public safety type of profession to a less or non-public safety type of profession? What are some of those mistakes and, and how do you recover from those? Go ahead. Well, I'd say, uh, actually, I'm going to toss it to you, Kim, because I'll do the technical part of that. But you have uh, the number one thing that you tell our officers first is to do what before they even start looking for a job? No. <laughs> I'm going to lose this question. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I just want to point out that this is, you know, like about a 45-minute show, yeah. so if we could... <laughs> <laughs> go, you tell them to first go talk to their retirement before oh. you get all your ducks in order. Number one mistake, your Whack. ducks in order. So, yeah. Go, so order. yeah, so depending on if they're going to, if they're going to retire or if they're leaving before they retire. So, um, and also one of my biggest pet peeves is the word former versus retired. So if you've not reached your pension level where you can actually retire from your agency, then you're a former law enforcement. And then, um, and there are HR departments that understand the difference of that. So you're going to have to go and tell them why you're leaving. 
right? So you've got to, you're going to say, well, you're a former officer. Why did you quit? Right? Because they don't want to have a quitter work for them. Yeah. So then they need to come up with a plausible answer that doesn't sound like if this work environment becomes toxic for them, that they're actually going to leave this job too. Wait, and so wait, even, even though they probably will, but continue. They might. <laughs> I, I will tell you the answer, this is the, the media person that comes out of me. The answer to that is I want to take my skill set and experience and leave law enforcement and uh, work in a company that I can stand behind its mission. I appreciate the mission of your company. I like how you treat your employees. I feel I can be a valuable contributing member. And in that answer, you have now taken the spotlight off why you're leaving law enforcement. It is true, you want to do this, again, going with the truth, and now you've moved it to how can I serve your company in the valuable experiences that I have to give. Now a word from one of the POCUA's proud business partners, OfficerPrivacy.com. OfficerPrivacy.com was founded by Pete James, a law enforcement professional with over 25 years of experience. Pete wanted to find a way to help law enforcement officers protect themselves and their families. So he formed a team to create a way to quickly identify and remove their information from certain sites. OfficerPrivacy.com is the result. This service is already offered through a select few of our POCUA organizations. As a listener of Public Safety Talk Radio, you can take advantage of a special offer from OfficerPrivacy.com. Go to OfficerPrivacy.com slash POCUA, and when you sign up, you'll get two additional bonuses. In addition to removing your personal information from the top 30 people search sites, they will give you your first two months of monitoring free. This is a value of $39.98. In addition to that, you'll receive a cell phone privacy device, a $19.99 value. This prevents data from leaving your cell phone when you use public charging stations and is a must when traveling. So go to officerprivacy.com slash POCUA today to take advantage of this offer and to protect your privacy organizations who are members of the POCUA and are interested in offering the service directly to their members, contact us at POCUA at btcinc.org. The, the biggest problem that I, that I see is that, um, like, like we kind of started with, the, the officer wants to leave right now. They just want to pull the plug and go. They're not prepared. Their family's not prepared. The resume is not prepared. Um, maybe it was you know, nine months since they took the last tech class or the last whatever class, stay, use a little bit of your leave time and take some current training on different subjects and figure out where you want to go. And do you know anybody in any field that you might want to go into and think about what you want to do? Because you also are, it's not just you, it's your whole family that you're putting into the unknown position. Most police officers actually make a pretty good salary yeah. and so and with normally pretty good benefits I come from the Washington State Patrol I we were blessed with a lot of good benefits and everything that that is included in our in our careers and so you need to think about what you're leaving on the table and you need to have that hard question with your spouse and I tell them all you need to go talk to Department of Retirement Systems in whatever city county state fed agency you're in 
what's your dollar figure going to be if you leave right now? When do you get that dollar figure? Can your family sustain that if, if you go and you were making, let's say, 150 but the investigator job at the state's only going to pay you 85 but you get all these benefits, can your family budget accept that the, the $70,000 difference, um, you know, or whatever your situation is going to be, right? Now you don't have a take-home car. Now you have to drive your own vehicle to the office every day. So now you've got a greater expense. Most police departments are going right. to, you know, officer take-home cars. You think about how much gas right now is what three seventy a gallon, three fifty a gallon. I and you're driving filled, your F two fifty truck. Yeah, I just filled up at three ninety nine a gallon for oh. eighty seven octane down here in uh, California. And oh, I and right. I and I know enough police officers that they're not driving the cheapest Hyundai. Right. <laughs> right. We're not driving. It's like a. It's like the firefighter driving the big red F three fifty truck. There, we the guys tend to do that, and yeah, we because you you do make a comfortable salary, and you know that it's supposed to last twenty five years, so you can you can do the monthly payments on that. But you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna all of a sudden pull the plug and go from a hundred and ten hundred twenty thousand dollar year career into something that pays you seventy or eighty, um, you know. You got to know whether or not your family bandwidth can will allow that to happen, and then you're not only that, but you're leaving life insurance on the table from the from your business and and all kinds of other stuff. So then you got to go buy that yourself, or maybe the other company doesn't have it. So you got to kind of re reaffirm whether or not that's a good choice for you to go do. Um, but again, I think one of the biggest things is that that some of the people that come to us, our clients, they don't have the most current training to then go be competitive in these jobs. Um, like I said, if you're, if you're wanting to go into investigations, then you've got to go take a couple of courses um, in order to go do that so that you're not, you're not trying to put on your resume. Three years ago, I took this class on cell phone data analysis or you know, anything else. Technology changes so fast mm -hmm. and you, you have to be able to be current in order for them to want to hire you right out of the box. But um, I will say, that it is also difficult to leave a disciplined career like we have um, to go into some other careers where um, there's a little bit more flexibility and fluidness. I'm not comfortable with some of the fluidness of- You, you, don't, you don't have a nap pod at Dog <laughs> Resume? Ping pong, ping pong table and a nap pod. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, some of that is, some of that is, um, I understand for some employees why that would be necessary, but that's going to be, that's really an interesting transition. I talked to some of the guys that, that retire and go to other jobs like me. And that's one of the first things is like, oh my gosh, all these, there's no, like the rules are totally different than internal affairs and stuff like that. So it's a little, you kind of, you kind of got to go with the flow and, and go do the birthday celebration for an hour out of your day that you don't really want to do, but <laughs> But if you don't, then you're not a team player, and you gotta you know. eat that crappy sheet cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you gotta sing happy birthday because you're not a team no, player, you and you're sitting in your office just working your job, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, why aren't they coming out and playing with us?" So, yeah. Well, <laughs> a little bit of that kind of stuff. I'd like to interject something. I realize that it sounds like we're being really negative and telling everybody what not to do, or but I, on the positive side. We, we like to say Sheetag Resume is for your life after law enforcement. Yeah. There is life after law enforcement. Uh, we're living it. We know that. Kim has had a fantastic career, uh, has experience in corporate, 
and has, I have to say, never been happier than where she's at right now, being uh, in front of Esker, chasing down all the, the people that are cheating uh, all of us uh, in the state out of money. Um, there is many, many positives. And I tell all my officers, the grass is greener. Uh, it is really, really nice not to have your loved ones worry if you're coming home at night. Uh, there's less pressure on your back and your hips from not wearing that that whole uh, belt that you that you have to wear. Uh-huh. It truly is a new life. And when they reach out to us, they know there is. They they understand there is. They've seen their friends that have done it. They don't quite know how to get there, but they know they want it. Yeah. They're scared. Most most of them. And again, what we like to do is kind of be that warm blanket and say there is a life for you. And uh, we're just a very small part of preparing you for it. You will go get the job. You will go shine in an interview. If we can have a little part of putting your whole puzzle piece, reconstructuring it for business world or whatever you want to go into, that's our honor to do that. We've been there. We, we understand what you're going through. Uh, trust us. And they do. Every single officer that has come to us and uh, even the first responders, not just officers uh, and military, they literally don't just trust us. They say, here, take, take it. And uh, it's a very team effort. I don't just take it, if I may. I don't just take it and write it and say, here you go. Uh, we go over it until it's perfect. And it changes for each position. It needs to change for each position you apply to. And that's a real big thing. If I could asterisk a part of this uh, conversation, Ken, I, would... I you, 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 you were ending us on a positive, and now I feel like yeah, no, yeah. So yeah, this is this is the most one of the most uh, important parts of this conversation, and important parts that an officer knows. You have to have a tailored resume and a tailored cover letter for every position you apply to. And some resumes may work for the several of the ones you're going for because it's an investigator resume or however you want to rewrite it. But if you don't have it tailor-made, you are in the pot. You are not getting looked at. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that, that when we created this company and, and starting off as just helping people, but when we made it official, um, that Kim and I were going to always be true to um, which is why I explained my dark circles this week and no lie up to three and four o'clock in the morning every night this week because several officers had a closing deadline that they found the job just right before it closes and could I hurry up and do that for them now and I, I'm going to do it I'm going to stay up because that's their life and their opportunity we're grateful people for what we have and we I don't enjoy doing that <laughs> sure you do <laughs> But if they need to get something out and that's the tier that they've hired us for, then they, I will stay up till 4 a.m. so we get that in before the deadline. My number one concern that officers don't understand that. You have to speak to the position and you have to be willing to take a deep breath and understand this is not a one resume and get a few out in a month and get a job. Take yeah. a deep breath, plan, prepare, and we're here with you for the whole process. And the interview panels uh, do right. read most of those cover letters. I know that I did when I've done interviews. And 
those really are Im important documents. It's almost more important than the resume it it, and, it, and it does need to be extremely tailored. And Ken, if I can, before we, before we close, um, whenever that's going to be, um, there's <laughs> two things, two things I want to, I want to give, um, a shout out to, and that is, um, I'm a, I'm a member of the fraternal order of police, which has supported our, our, um, oh, yes. our company a lot. And, um, I go to, I go to training. I represent them for my lodge, my local lodge here. And, um, and they're very, very supportive of our company and push our information out to a lot of people. But the biggest one um, that is the closest to our heart is the Wounded Blue. And we reach out to them and ask, just like we did with the Police Credit Union, if we could please be a resource. Um, one of the first calls we got was from an injured Midwest police officer from a smaller town that their agency didn't have a disability program where if they're we have about 25 in the state patrol, 25 permanently disabled trooper positions so that, that we're not losing, the agency's not losing that skilled and talented employee because they got injured by, hit by a drunk driver or whatever the situation was in the line of duty that they, we still kept their skill set and their person um, in our agency doing um, non, non-street law enforcement work but they can be great polygraph examiners and they can go to court for our BAC stuff and things like that. But a, a lot of agencies don't have that. And so this officer came to us and he had three months. He was told in three months, you're out. No more money, no more coming in, no more insurance, no more nothing. And we, we worked our butts off to help him. And we wounded blue is the same thing. And we, um, we've reached out to their leadership and we have a, an agreement with them and uh, we are one of their biggest supporters. So we will help them. That's our, that's our pro bono stuff. We will do up to five a month more if they were to ask to help those wounded blue get a new job in a, in a different profession than the one they have because they just can't put on the 26 pounds of gear anymore and go do that job. But they still have incredible skill sets. And a lot of that, again, is going back and doing the peer support with them because, you know, they've come out of a traumatic event or whatever the situation is, their families are struggling, and now they need a new line of work. And so that's where we're very honored to be um, in partnership with that organization. So if anybody's not familiar with it, please go visit their website. They're, they're a phenomenal organization that totally supports all the Blue family. Yeah, I, I am personally um, familiar with them, and they do a fantastic job. And, and you two are doing a fantastic job. I, I really appreciate your dedication, um, even at like 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, we've actually had <laughs> officers find our website after they've paid other companies like five to $700, and they've been given this Crap. thing that doesn't even look like <laughs> something. And they will write, well, Christina, we'll talk to them. We'll talk to them. We'll put ours together and then we'll send it to them. And they're like, holy crap, what? Yeah. And we're like, that's because we speak your language. A civilian doesn't understand the jargon and the skills that it takes to do the different tasks or, or job details in our field. And so if you don't know that, you're only trying to put it together from a civilian's position. And that, that's never going to work. That's like apples and oranges trying to communicate that. So that's why we've, um, we have this niche market because it's what we know. It's what I know really well. And I want to help everybody 
as much as we can. So we're never too busy. No. And not. you can go to sheepdogresume.com <laughs> and go there and find us. And we will absolutely work till 4.30 in the morning. She will work till 4.30 in the morning um, to, build, to build your resume to make you the best candidate for any position that you want. Perfect. Perfect close. Or, or in, a, in a positive PR move, don't go to some jag off. Go to exactly. Sheepdog Resume first. Yeah. <laughs> got to close that. I could. Excellent. Got to close it. Feel free to use that as your tagline. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a branding expert too. So, you know, that's, that's, my, that's my free service to you for your, for your tagline. But <laughs> ladies, I, I had so much fun with you. I'm sure my audience is having fun with you as well. Um, either watching or listening to this. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Absolutely. What a pleasure. Thank you so much. It's an honor. Thank you. My pleasure. And again, thank you to all of you who have either watched or listened to this show that went off the rails for over an hour uh, of Public Safety Talk Radio. And we will be back with you next week with another great episode. Public Safety Talk Radio is produced by the POCUA. POCUA is a consortium of financial institutions serving law enforcement as well as other first responders and public safety professionals. To learn more about our association and to find one of our credit unions or service providers near you, go to www.policecreditunions.com. And always remember, if you aren't working with one of our POCUA credit unions, you're just banking with an institution that just so happens to serve first responders. As a public safety professional, you and your family deserve better. Find a POCUA credit union today.